0: Your podcast starts after this quick message from Clear. The average person breathes over 23,000 times a day. That's 23,000 opportunities for allergens and germs to get in your nose and body and wreak havoc. That is, unless you regularly clean your nose and sinuses. So for healthy breathing and a strong body, use Clear nasal spray. Clear is a natural nasal spray featuring xylitol, an ingredient clinically proven to work against bacteria and effectively clean not just rinse your nose. Clear nasal spray quickly alleviates congestion, opens your airway, and ensures your body's natural defenses are strong. In fact, in a recent study, researchers found that xylitol nasal sprays like Clear are just as effective as leading medicated nasal sprays. For better breathing, get Clear today. That's spelled X-L-E-A-R. You can find it at all major retailers, CVS, Rite Aid, Walgreens, Sprouts, Whole Foods, and everywhere else. Radio M.D. MD
1: RadioMD.com
0: Hear it from the doctor
1: with expert guests from the American Academy of Pediatrics. It's Healthy Children. Now, our favorite mom, Melanie Cole, MS. If you're a parent like me, you know that this pandemic has been very hard on your kids there's the mental and psychosocial aspects of social distancing and isolation and quarantine. But now as the weather starts to perk up all over the country, kids are feeling like it's a little bit safer. They can go out, they can do things, but really, what summer activities are safe for kids amid the coronavirus pandemic we're talking today with dr tanya altman she's a best-selling author network television parenting expert and spokesperson for the american academy of pediatrics dr altman it's a pleasure to have you on with us today and one of the things that i know parents are feeling is we want our kids to get out of the house you know because it's driving us all crazy and yet It's a pandemic and we wanna hold them as close to us as we can and really literally not let them step out the front door. So as things start slowly opening back up, what is it that you want parents to know as things open up before we get into some specifics?
2: So first of all, I understand what everybody is going through. I have three boys myself, and they are also getting stir crazy. And I talk to parents every day in my practice about this. So going outside is very healthy and important. And there are ways that we can slowly begin to get out and about while still keeping the risk of coronavirus as low as possible. And a lot of this includes some of the things that you've been hearing about over the last weeks and months in the media, such as wearing masks, keeping a healthy distance away, and making sure that you wash your hands frequently.
1: Okay, so let's start with our little ones, because we really want to get them out and about and cruising around. Public parks have been closed in many states. So what about things like public parks? You know, what might alter the risk? What's safe to do?
2: So I Understand taking kids to parks is very important. Kids love to run around and climb around on the playground equipment. So things that you want to be mindful of are to try to go at a time where there aren't too many kids on the playground because it's that close contact with other kids, especially if your kids are too young to be able to safely wear masks, also touching the same surfaces. So instead of playing on the bars and equipment, maybe take a soccer ball and run around and kick the soccer ball with your kids or look for activities that they can do where they're still six feet away from other children while having fun outside.
1: If we're the only ones at the park or the first ones of the day, Do we run around and wipe down all the surfaces? Do we carry the Lysol wipes and wipe down the swing and the chains before we let our kids use them?
2: (laughs) Well, I mean, that would be ideal, but it's clearly not going to always happen. I mean, whenever you're outside, the risk of transmission is a lot lower than being inside. So just being outside, first of all, can decrease the risk. Again, if you go in the morning, nobody's been on the playground equipment overnight. Probably the virus has all been killed by the weather, by the wind, by the sun, so that would be okay. But if there's a lot of kids climbing all over the same surface at the same time, then that does concern me a little bit. So as much as you can space your kids out from being on the equipment at the same time as other kids and wash your child's hand, try to teach them not to touch their face and bring a lot of sanitizer with you, and those things will all help decrease the risk of your child catching the virus from climbing on the equipment.
1: Okay, what about public swimming pools?
2: So there's no evidence that COVID-19 can be transmitted by swimming in the water. So how you would catch the virus would be from having other people coughing, breathing, sneezing on you right next to you in the water, since you probably can't wear a mask when you're swimming, or from touching the same surfaces outside the pool, such as pool equipment, benches, restrooms, and changing rooms. So what I've been recommending is that when you go to the pool, you wear a mask, Take it off when you go in the water, and try to keep your family a healthy distance away from other families that are in the pool. Bring everything you need, and don't use the restroom unless you really need to, disinfect anything that your family touches and wash your kids' hands frequently. So the
1: restroom, that was going to be one of my other questions. What about public restrooms? At the beach, they have those public restrooms. And at pools, they have the locker rooms and the public restrooms. Do we just avoid those things altogether? And what if your kids have to go to the bathroom?
2: well, when you got to go, you got to go. So we can't always avoid them. I've been recommending that people come to the pool in their bathing suits and leave in the bathing suits to avoid them needing to use the changing facilities. But I totally understand that sometimes kids have to go to the potty right away. So, you know, luckily we all have pretty good hygiene when it comes to using public restrooms. We walk in, we tell our kids not to touch anything. We use paper towels if we touch anything, toilet seat covers. We lift our kids up and we make sure that they wash their hands really well when they're done. So, all the same things that you've sort of always done with your kids, just really make sure it's happening, have extra paper towels and tissues to touch anything, and wash hands with soap and water. And don't forget that many public restrooms may not have soap available, so you might need to bring your own.
1: Well, that's great advice. And now as our kids get a little bit older, Dr. Altman, you and I both understand this, they're getting antsy. They're getting antsy for their friends, mostly. Do we allow play dates at this point point? and if our kids are a little older do we allow them to have friends over or go to a friends sit around a, a fire pit or have backyard parties what can we allow them to do now
2: i've still been very careful with play dates and i just want to cautious parents that you know as you get out and about and introduce your kids and your family to other families there is still a risk of catching COVID 19. that said i totally understand that kids want to see their friends So safer ways to do it would be to meet up outside to keep the kids a healthy distance apart, have them wear masks, and have them not touch the same surfaces. So they could go for a walk or a hike being a few feet away from their friends while wearing a mask. They could play soccer or tennis in the backyard while staying a distance apart and not touching the same items. You could have a family get together for a picnic where everyone sits on their own picnic blankets six feet apart and everybody eats their own food and drinks that they brought and you don't share items. So these are all safer ways to start getting out and socializing again yet still keeping your family as safe as possible.
1: Well one of the questions my kids have asked is about vacationing with their friends or having friends come and vacation with us and I know that I've gone through this recently where my kids are like well can this person come with us and I'm really at a loss as to what to say. I say, have they quarantined? Have they been, you know, are there any family members that are going out and about or have high risk jobs? I mean, is this something that's just not good to pick back up again yet?
2: Well, you do wanna make sure that you choose safer friends and safer families to hang out with. So this could be families that have been very strict and in quarantine. You could also consider testing. So for instance, if you had a relative that wanted to fly out and stay with you, or somebody who wanted to go on vacation and quarantine with your family, you could ask them to quarantine for a week and then get a COVID nasal swab. And if negative, then they could join in your own family quarantine bubble. So that could be a safer way to do it. And I think we are gonna see a lot more testing recommended as kids do go to summer camps as schools open back up in the fall. And so as long as you quarantine before, so you know that you you haven't been exposed between the time of quarantine and when you're getting swabbed, that could be a method to use to just ensure that that extra person or extra family isn't bringing COVID-19 into your own family's quarantine bubble.
1: Well, as far as testing, is that something we would ask our pediatrician and say, can we get, like if my kids wanted to go with someone, can we get my kids a test? Are they offering that yet in many places or is it only if you are symptomatic?
2: So it's going to depend where you live around the country. I'm in Southern California, and here we do now have adequate testing, and anybody that wants to get tested can, whether you have symptoms or not. But I am seeing more camps and schools around the country requiring a negative COVID test one or two weeks before kids are getting together in groups. So it is something that your family should figure out how to do. Also, in case somebody does get sick or you get that phone call at night, hey, I was around your child yesterday, and now I have. COVID, you need to go get a test. So you should have a testing plan for your family in place and start with your own pediatrician and see what they have available in their office. And in some cases, they might refer you to a local public health drive through for testing. Or in my area, we also have many urgent cares that are now swabbing and testing. And most of the time, we can get results back very, fairly quickly now within a day or two, which can also help make those important decisions. Do I need to quarantine? Do I need to let other people that I was in contact with know if I could potentially be sick, or am I okay and clear to be around my friends or to go swimming or head back to school or camp.
1: That's really great advice. So what about things like normal things now, haircuts and restaurants, shopping malls, you know, all these things that our kids are used to doing that we've had to pretty much cut off, can we start letting them do those things again?
2: carefully and wisely. It's all about lowering your risk of catching the virus. So that means if something's really important to your family, maybe you choose to safely do that one thing and it could be going to get a haircut where you make sure that nobody else is in the salon at the same time as you, you don't touch surfaces, you wash your hands, you wear a mask. Or it could be, you know, going to a specific place like a store or an event. But I wouldn't do everything all at once. So the most important thing is that you know where you've been and who you've been around, so that way we can easily contact trace if anyone does become positive. And that is easier to do when you have fewer close contacts.
1: Well, it certainly is. And then it's wedding season, parties. How can you do that and social distance? I mean. People are having a wedding or they're having some kind of a an event that they just didn't want to cancel. Do you go or do you not?
2: Well, again, it's going to depend where you live in the country. As Where I am on um, large gatherings still aren't permitted. So my son's bar mitzvah, which is supposed to happen this summer and was originally going to have 200 people at it, is now only going to have 20 people, which is just immediate family. So in that case, we can all spread out, wear masks, and the immediate family that comes can feel that we are being safe and everyone is keeping a distance. I would be a little nervous about going to an event with 100 to 200 people, but if it's outdoors, if everyone is staying separate, if they're wearing masks, if you're not serving food or drink or it's being served to everyone sitting at a table where you're all at a distance apart, there could be safer ways to go about doing it. And I think as the months go on, we will see these rules and guidelines changing around the country. But right now I would still recommend avoiding large gatherings.
1: That's true and it's a good, you know, it's good advice. And I think we're all gonna have to sort of practice these different things, these different ways that we can let our kids out a little bit and let them roam free a bit because they have been isolated and quarantined. Before we wrap up, final thoughts. What you want parents to know that are going through the same things that you and I both are going through. Our kids wanna see their friends. They wanna get out. They want. We want them to get out. We want them to see their friends, but we're all a little nervous. And as parents, man, we just wanna hold our kids as close as we possibly can. Give us your best advice, Dr. Altman, because you are such a great guest with so much knowledge. What would you like us to know about our kids and summer activities and safety amid COVID-19?
2: all over what your kids are going to remember is how they felt during this time period did they feel safe or were they scared and the memories that they had as a family with you together so i'm really encouraging all families to take the time to be together you know play in the backyard Pitch a tent, create memories as a family, because I know everyone's going stir-crazy and they want to get out and see their friends, but we're never going to get this time back that we had with just our own family alone at home. So try to make the most of those days and create memories that your kids will remember. And then when you start to get out and intermix with other people, just remember safety is priority. So keep a safe distance away, wear masks, wash hands, and do the best you can to protect your family. It's all about just doing the best. That's really all we can do.
1: Well, it certainly is. And thank you so much, Dr. Altman. Really great information. And one that I hope that parents are sharing with their friends, with their family, with their kids, friends, families, because that way we learn together from the experts at the American Academy of Pediatrics. They're the gold standards. They are the ones that help us to raise our children. And we love our pediatricians here at Radio MD. I know I love my pediatrician. So share this show. You're listening to Healthy Children. And, you know, you can listen on Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Google Play, everywhere podcasts are played. But we want you to listen at RadioMD.com. I'm Melanie Cole. Thanks for listening and stay well.